Yes, Master. What is up, Force family? Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars, guys. We are your hosts, Mike and Nate Messer, and in today's episode, we are going to be diving into The Mandalorian. That's right. Tomorrow, Disney Plus drops, and the first episode of Mandalorian will be released. And so for today's episode, we are going to talk about a little bit of expectations, what we might see in that episode, or just the overall series, and why we are excited for this show in the first place. Yeah, with the launch of Disney Plus, I think a lot of people are excited that it is a it's kind of uncharted uh, waters for for Disney, for Lucasfilm, for um, Star Wars in general. There's been over the years there have been uh, whether it was on ABC or uh, you know through George Lucas there have been a lot of rumors over the years about TV shows in the Star Wars universe that almost happened, right. and so many times there were. Close calls of things that we thought, oh, this is going to happen. I think there was even, um, you can look up uh, just on the internet and you can read some articles about Lucas saying that they'd even written like over a hundred scripts for a live action television show in the early, like mid to Mm -hmm. early 2000s before they ever sold Lucasfilm to Disney. And for one reason or another, they just thought it was going to be way too expensive. They wouldn't be able to do it. And that with it being on ABC, that they just wouldn't be able to do, um, put in the type of money and to do the type of things that they would want to do. So with the launch of streaming services, we're in the middle of the streaming wars now with Disney plus launching. You've got Amazon who has their Lord of the Rings show coming out sometime soon. You've got, you know, Apple TV with Apple TV plus you obviously have Netflix, you have Hulu. You've got all these things that are all competing for the, the streaming wars. They're competing for our, for our views and for our money. And so with Disney Plus launching, they've decided to focus on the Mandalorian being the first big, big, uh, big product. So they didn't really, they didn't go Marvel, they didn't go classic Disney stuff. They, those will be on there, but the big thing as far as new is going to be the Mandalorian. So we really uh, we can't wait. Yeah, and also another thing that is big right now is that push towards more cinematic production within these uh, TV shows like Game of Thrones was revolutionized the way TV shows are, especially with the, that action and mm. the overall production and the the amount of money that they're putting in each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So now with that kind of being the trend and being more competitive for these TV shows, Star Wars uh, and Lucasfilm, and they were able to do this and turn into a live action Star Wars show. Uh, one of the big things that I know we've talked about a little bit and why we're so excited for this show is, well, one, obviously you get more time. There's, there's more time with six episodes or what eight episodes or however many they're doing eight episodes, right? Eight episodes. episodes. They just recently announced because the only reason I know that is I think they just recently posted the, um, the directors, the list of directors who are, who will be directing each episode. So I believe there are eight in season one and they've already started production on season two, which is obviously a good sign. Right. And then on top of that, just the people that are involved in the project. You see all these different uh, directors, but on top of that, just the overall creative side of the story and the idea of the Mandalorian, the show being created by uh, partners, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau. Big fans of both of those guys. If you've seen star Wars rebels or uh, clone wars with Filoni, the animated series that, that he does for star Wars, 
the storytelling is fantastic. The character mm-hmm. development is fantastic. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table uh, moving forward with live action. Yeah. So uh, like you were saying, Dave, for those of you who don't know much about Dave Filoni or haven't watched um, Clone Wars or uh, or Rebels, um, I should say, yeah, just like you said, Clone Wars, the animated series, not the uh, the one shot movie that a lot yeah. of people didn't like. <laughs> yeah. A big distinguishing, uh, big difference between the two there. Um, but Dave Filoni has been known in the Star Wars galaxy. He is he's even been given the nickname as the Chosen One because he was the one handpicked. He was an animator from Pittsburgh who had been working on some other TV shows, and he had been handpicked by George Lucas to come work for him for Lucasfilm. Right. And quickly found out that this was not just an animation job, but it was he wanted someone to be basically his Padawan, his apprentice, someone that he was going to teach, legitimately teach about the ways of the Force as far as George's philosophy on what the Force yeah, means, who Jedi are. Um, everything that he had in mind. So Dave is the one who was literally in the in those daily briefing, you know, and with, with the storyboards and with all of the daily meetings that took place creating the Clone Wars TV show. A lot of people don't realize that that was the last George Lucas Star Wars thing is that George Lucas actually had a hand and was in those meetings day to day and that George Lucas and Dave Filoni co um, basically co-created, co-ran the that show and obviously for those of us who have seen it really excited because we loved where where that story went the progression yeah. of what dave filoni and george lucas were able to take uh what seemingly um you know if you're watching the first couple of episodes especially basically all of season one and a little bit of season two of the clone wars immediately as an adult watching it you go mm, this may not be for me it's a little childish it's yeah. a little almost too prequely even though like i we love the prequels but there are some things about the prequels that are obviously directed towards children which is great um but the early episodes of the clone wars seemed like it was very very focused on that and not much of the other stuff and as that show progressed um as without the stories develop, yeah without the characters develop, yeah. exactly without spoiling anything for those of you who are just diving into those shows which we highly recommend doing the where those characters began and where those stories begin and where they finished it's just night and day. You wouldn't even think it's the same television show. No, like it's, it's completely different. Yeah. And just even some new characters. I mean, you'll exactly. mention Ahsoka Tano uh, um, yeah. probably multiple times throughout our podcast. One of our personal fan favorites of just all of Star Wars. Her character, her character development, where she went to how she ends up um, later on. It's just great character development. It's all and, part of that storytelling. And that's a Filoni character. Yeah. That Filoni was Filoni and Jen. That was not even a George Lucas thing. That was um, Filoni. We've seen interviews of yeah. him talking about how much that character means to him. Obviously it's a, it's a young uh, female character. So it's meant a lot to, especially the little girls being uh, again, not spoiling too much, but she's Anakin's apprentice. Yeah. Um, kind of young full of life a little bit naive and then she just grows and matures and where her character goes is just uh really cool and that even leads us into the next thing that that dave filoni then ran by himself which was star wars rebels right star wars rebels um focusing very different show but very different show but um filoni too yeah the (laughs) exactly the clone wars really focuses on a lot of characters that you know while adding a few characters that you don't know and it's in a familiar time period because we know it's between 
Attack of the Clones and and uh, Revenge of the Sith. So it's that gap right there in between those two films. And right. it really does a good job of filling in more about Anakin's character development, what's going through his mind in between those two films. Count Dooku, um, just so much. Obi-Wan, there's a lot of great stuff in there. And then the Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, is focused on the start of the rebellion. A group, yeah. a group of... The majority um, of, I mean, the main characters, the majority are all new characters you haven't yes. seen before. And with the occasional pop-ins of like right. a, uh, a a Princess Leia or a, right. a um, Organa. Bail Organa. Um, you even have some of the legend stuff that is now carried into new canon with Thrawn and Rook, his yeah. assassin. Yeah. Um, so there's so much there that's just that's just awesome. And again, you're going to hear us singing the, the praises of uh, Dave Filoni a lot on here just because we're, we're big fans of his work. And when we found out that he would be running this with John Favreau, running The Mandalorian with John Favreau, we couldn't be more excited because I'm a big John Favreau yeah. fan, both as an actor, um, going back to Rudy and some of the classic movies he's acted in. But then as a director, obviously in recent years with movies like Elf, Jungle Book, obviously what he did with Iron Man launched the MCU right. and um, and then even the new Lion King. So he's obviously right. he's held in high regard at over at Disney and it's no surprise. Yeah. Um, just even listening to him. He's just a hardcore Star Wars fan where he yeah. talks about some of the things that he was writing in his college dorm room. He used to get out his Star Wars action figures when no one was around and he'd play with his box like, of action stories. figures. Yeah. So we can't wait for the yeah. combination of these two really just at the helm leading this first ever Star Wars live action TV show. Yeah, and going off that too, one thing that kind of relates a lot to George Lucas is he's had some advancements in technology himself, especially with the Disney movies he's done, like Lion King. Um, a lot of using virtual reality to implement themselves into the world that they've created in order to see around and then direct from inside, like, mm -hmm. you know, Lion King, like that atmosphere, creating that animation putting on a virtual reality headset and now you can see it, you're in it and then you can find angles and shots to direct. And so that's just some advancements of technology that he's brought to the table with some of his previous projects that he's mentioned that he's been able to use with uh, some of the creation of the Mandalorian as well. So a lot of good things have come from him uh, and both Filoni as well. So putting them together will be great. We're excited for, what the story is going to be, what all it's going to be like. I have a feeling it might not be exactly what we're expecting, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, there's they, they seem to be keeping the story kind of pretty close to the vest, which, again, if you heard, um, we know a lot of you listened to our Last Jedi trailer breakdown episode, and then even the episode before that where we talked about all the Star Wars trailers. And we definitely like, and we err on the side of don't show me too much, don't show me your best stuff right now because I want to be shocked. I want to be surprised. Right. Show me a little bit because obviously I'll take as much Star Wars as I can get. But I think one thing that The Mandalorian is doing really well is they've released a couple of trailers. Then they've had a couple of these TV spots, whether it be on actual television or social media, where it'll be a quick 20 to 30 second Star Wars spot where it'll show some like a lot of familiar things and then one or two little glimpses of oh what's that what's that oh, rhino yeah. creature yeah. what is um what type of stormtrooper is that uh like there's a lot of things that they're starting to reveal you're getting a little bit more uh a closer look at all the different characters whether it be Cara Dune uh you got Carl Weathers character who 
is just I, I think is going to be awesome. Carl Weathers in Star Wars is like a dream come true because Carl yeah. Weathers is such a legendary action, um, legendary actor, but especially action things going back to the eighties. Um, having him in Star Wars is just going to be so great, and then having um, Werner Herzog, um, legendary director, filmmaker. <laughs> giving these lines of uh bounty hunting is a complicated profession don't you agree <laughs> like it's just so it's so gr- perfectly weird and wonderful and we're so excited about <laughs> it yeah Wars. i can't wait to see where this All is these going creatures monsters fighting fighting monsters it's it's gonna be exactly what you would expect from star wars very uh mm-hmm. just out there but in a good way <laughs> yeah and i think we're excited also as far as the um the time period after return of the Jedi, um, you have the fall of the empire. This is a lawless, basically it's a lawless, um, galaxy is, 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 uh, kind of what we're getting. The vibe we're getting here is that there probably are bounty hunters all over the place. There is no, um, obviously as, as horrible as the empire was, there are a lot of people in the galaxy that saw the empire as, Maybe they were harsh, but they at least kept some order. There was this or that. You know, it's always from a certain point of view. But now there is no empire. There's. It's also there's a time no, period yeah. where there's not like a ton of Jedi or anything. Not, it was just there's not an established order. Really. True. So it is. Uh, it's sort of a free for all. So yeah. it, uh, I think that's one of the most interesting things. Is I can't wait to see them dive into maybe like the politics of the time, the. Just what the political climate is, uh, you know, whether it be the rebellion, them trying to build into the, you know, the new republic and having a fight for power on on that side, on like more of the good side. Or you have obviously just the lawlessness of while the empire fell, and we know this in new canon novels and uh, some of the aftermath series, especially while the empire fell, it wasn't as if, uh, you know, it's not the end of. Return of the King, where they defeat Sauron and all of Sauron's people fall into a pit or dissolve. It's there are stormtroopers out there, there are imperial officers yeah. out there, there are people who were loyal to the Emperor who are now it, find themselves in a galaxy where oh wow the Empire has been defeated and now I am on the run or I am fighting yeah. for power because how will they try and take where, us over? Yeah, which might lead to some of that bounty hunting, smuggling in a time where there is no order. How how am I going to get money? How am I going to move forward? Protecting yourself. Yeah. Uh, kind of every man for themselves at this point. Another thing that I'm really excited about is, well, you mentioned some of the cast. You know, we got Pedro Pascal as well. Yes. Uh, that'll be great having him be the Mandalorian. So cool. Uh, but also, I think some things that I'm excited about, because we mentioned kind of Filoni being part of it, is that he does like to tie in some things that, He's proud of with the Star Wars canon he's created. So, do I think Ahsoka will be in it? Probably, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I would guess no. But there's a chance because it's Mandalorian that we could come across Sabine Wren, who we know yeah. from from Rebels is uh, Mandalorian's part of Mandalore, big big part of the family name. Yeah. Uh, with House Wren, right? Yeah, House Wren. House Wren. Yeah. So. Whether she's in it or not, I'm sure we'll hear mentions of her. Yeah. Uh, and just other things, too, that are just involved with Mandalore, their armor, their backstory. Will we see, like, the Darksaber? Their culture uh, in general, yeah, yeah as being warriors. Yeah, can't wait for that. Again, 
there's a lot that was explored in the Clone Wars animated series and Rebels as far as a little bit more about Mandalorians, Mandalore, even the Siege of Mandalore, sort of the takeover. You have Darth Maul getting involved in that, depending on the time period. Um, there's so much that happens there. And as a, as a, as a bounty hunter, as an outlaw, you, you, I want to get into the, the mindset of who is the Mandalorian? Who is that individual character? Um, is he related to someone of note from Mandalore? Is he someone who was a warrior who escaped and right. during the fall of Mandalore, you know, maybe lost family members, lost friends, and now he's he's turned to bounty hunting as a way for him to make a career to maybe to get some justice to bring some order because he feels like injustice was done to him right. or to his family. Yeah, um, well, because they mention, you know, I don't know, don't quote me, but it's something along the lines of like sorry about what happened to your people. Or, yeah. So if that is the Mandalorians that they're mm. referring to, the rest of his people, yeah. What like what happened? Yeah. What what happened to him and is that the back is that the backstory we're going to find out as to why he's bounty hunting, why he is the character that we'll see moving forward in the Mandalorian. Yeah, and I think that one of the one of the things that we're expecting and excited for in this series is that I think that with Star Wars obviously Part of it is the spectacle, the visuals. You like the feel of it looking like the original Star Wars trilogy. You like action. It's it's awesome. Right. But the thing that George Lucas was always great about and the thing that Dave Filoni um, is really good with, with the animated shows and the things I think that both, just you know, our personal opinions, I think that both J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson have been good at is that the technical aspect of it is a very big part of, of Star Wars, like we just talked about earlier. Um Favreau prides himself in, in following the steps of George Lucas of always trying to push new technology, not just create a good movie, but also push the industry forward so that great other movies, great other TV shows can right. follow in their footsteps because they're kind of pioneers in, in paving um, that, you know, that making that pathway for other filmmakers, um, directors, showrunners to come behind them. So we're excited for that. But one thing we're also really excited for is that based on the guys that are running the show, Favreau and Filoni, we think there's going to be a lot of good character development, a lot of good character right. arcs. It's not just going to be the X-Wings and Blasters and TIE Fighters. We're going to get all that. We know right. we are. You're going to get um, – you've got, obviously, the great Mandalorian armor. We're going to get Mandalore history, the actual Mando lore. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's going to go way deeper than that, and I think that's the thing that we're most excited about that they can do with a television show – more than they can with a movie, which is like, again, if you listen to the episode where we talked about our Obi-Wan series, the Obi-Wan series coming out, I was really happy, as much as I would have loved a a big screen Obi-Wan series, uh, getting to take our time with these characters, getting a good character development story arc where it's not like, okay, in act one, we have to introduce this, act two, right, we have to do this. Movie. Yeah, in a movie. Yeah, in a movie. Where it's, where it's, uh, just too condensed. It's awesome. Obviously, Star Wars movies are why we're here. Star Wars movies right. launched all of this. But there are some things that, that they can do now um, with it being a television show that I think is going to really help yeah, this character development down the, down the yeah. road for sure. Yeah, getting more time too, especially, like we said, like putting a lot into the production of the actual episodes in the series too that 
we're going to get something that will be cinematic. Like it, it's something that we could potentially see on the big screen, but now we're just getting a lot more time, which I'm always, I'm always a fan of getting, getting more star Wars, uh, more time, more mm-hmm. character development. That was one thing that we've talked about in a different episode that some people kind of criticized the prequels for was just not enough time getting into some of that character development. Um, Anakin's downfall seemed pretty quick, pretty rushed. Um, so things like that, that in just a trilogy, you may not get that full character development. It might seem rushed, but now with this series and these different Star Wars live action shows coming out, we'll be able to get more of that character development, really diving into the mindset of what these characters are going through. Yeah, and then going back to some of the actual cast members and as, as well as uh, cast members, also the directors, we could not be more excited about this. When you're looking at the cast members, Obviously, we already talked about uh, Pedro Pascal being, for any of you who have seen Game of Thrones, him being the Red Viper, Prince Oberyn Martell. He's a very good, very cool actor. There's just going to be this level of just a lot of action, this yeah. smooth, um, just capabilities there that I think is going to bring an awesome um, edge to the Mandalorian. Then you also have Gina Carano, who some of you have seen her in in maybe Deadpool, but she's also just known as um, a very successful MMA fighter is what she was known as. So her acting skills are going to really, she's having a great chance to show off her acting skills and as well show off her action skills because she's such Mm -hmm. a great action actor, very physical. physical, It's her in um, as Cara Dune fighting stormtroopers, fighting, you know, just being a part of that crew is going to be awesome. Obviously, we talked about Carl Weathers, one of the most yeah. legendary actors ever. Love Carl Weathers, whether it's him uh, as whether it's him as Apollo Creed, yeah. or 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 uh, Rest of Development, baby. We got a stew going. Uh, <laughs> sure, Rest potatoes. of Development. Um, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Uh, someone I'm very excited about voicing IG Eleven. That'll be yeah. funny. I'm sure he's, he's yes. a character. <laughs> For those of you who, have, who don't know who Taika Waititi is, or don't know much about him, director of Thor Ragnarok. And he also voices one of the great characters in, in Marvel, Korg. Hey, boys. Yeah. Be oh, no. Hey, Thor. All right. See ya. <laughs> a big pile of rocks. Big he's just great. He's just a great, first of all, he's just a great um, comedian. Taika Waititi is great as a director, great as, as an actor. Um, and mentioning him as a director he is directing the finale of season one right. of the mandalorian so that's uh that's really going to be exciting and interesting and we're sure that he's going to bring that uh that comedic sensibility to both his his character ig11 right. and also as a director and then the last couple of things just want to mention on the cast nick nolte nick nolte is is a legendary actor hearing him say that he's you know, he's never met a Mandalorian, but he's just heard the stories. Like right, it's, right. <laughs> hearing his voice is, ah, it's, yeah. it's just, it's going to be so great. And, uh, and then also to wrap it up, we've got, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito from a lot of, you know, him from breaking bad, Gus Fring, one of the best bad guys in television history. Great character. Going to be, uh, he's going to be awesome in this. And then you even got comedian Bill Burr. We don't really yeah. know what his character is. They showed him a little bit in the uh, teaser, just coming around the corner, yeah, just with just double blasters. So could not be more excited about it. And um, we've got Dave Filoni directing the premiere, which is awesome. Right. He's great at setting the world, setting the tone, getting our characters in place. You've got other directors like Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, making... I was going to say, I think she might be one of the most excited 
like one of the directors I'm most excited for because well one this is our first go at it and to go jump right into Star Wars the first ever live action show uh, I'm just interested to see her directing style uh, see how that episode turns out there's no expectation for what it's gonna be so I'm not I don't know what it's gonna be like but excited to see her episode for sure um, Taika Waititi you kind of mentioned like comedy and like he's funny but he's also great director it's not just slapstick yeah. humor he's he does a great job with all of his directing um feloni too so kind of have seen that, that stuff before but something new out of bryce Dallas howard will be uh unique to to see how that episode goes her dad has done some film hasn't hasn't yeah, he? quite a bit just a little Star bit Wars too, I think. what's his name ronald <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously ron howard um one of the greatest filmmakers of all time did solo um, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know that I've heard a couple interviews or just saw some written articles about how much of a obviously her her dad um, her dad was friends with uh, with George Lucas going all the way back to was American American Graffiti. So they've known each other for a long time. Um, obviously, he's a great filmmaker. Bill, it'll be good to see what her individual style looks like. Like I'm sure it's not going to be identical to her father's. It'll be no, yeah. um, there'll be influences there, but it'll be great to see um, what she's able to do. Uh, you know, behind the camera and directing everything. So there's a lot of, uh, and then Deborah Chow, who um, has actually been recently awarded the entire Obi-Wan series. I believe she is directing the entire Obi-Wan series based on her two, her two episodes that she is directing in the Mandalorian. So apparently she crushed it. She impressed Filoni and Favreau and, uh, and obviously the higher ups at Lucasfilm, whether it's Kathleen Kennedy, Bob Iger, all of those guys. So, I just could not be more excited for this right now. I, again, right. it's amazing. We've been counting down. Um, it seems like forever. We've been counting down to Disney Plus, counting down to The Mandalorian in particular, and we're sitting here recording this on a Monday. And tomorrow, the day after we're recording this, one day from now, we're going to have a lot of answers. Right. We'll have watched the first episode. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's which, finally here. Yeah, which... Glad you said that because we will be doing episode reviews after every episode. So uh, we'll be doing like full episode spoiler reviews. Uh, so after an episode, come back, tune in, and either that day or the day after, uh, relatively close to each episode, we will try and get an episode out, our review, our thoughts, maybe predictions moving forward, some speculation, everything involving that episode, why we like it, why maybe there are things we didn't, just full review on it and breakdowns. Um, which kind of leads me to our last segment here of this episode, which is the actual story arc of what we kind of think we'll be getting out of this Mandalorian show. For instance, they've teased multiple things, and obviously we know nothing right now in terms of what this story is, who the Mandalorian is. Is he a loner, or are these other characters that part of a, a crew, part of a gang that he's getting together? Yeah. Is that are we gonna get kind of this crew feeling where they're all doing stuff together, or is he more of just a loner trying to do things on his own? And these other characters are people that he's just coming across for different missions, different things that he's going on. But yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to touch on too is that we saw we saw the battle droid. Yeah, that yeah, was interesting. True. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, speculation regarding the the um, little glimpse of the battle droid. Some people. Uh, if you've read the Aftermath novels, which I've referenced them just a few times uh, recently, um, finished all three of those, that little Aftermath trilogy of what happens after the fall of the Empire, um, 
there are people in this time period who have found there's a couple of junk traders who have repurposed battle droids so they have taken battle droids one of them is mr bones in the aftermath trilogy which they turn into a basically an ultimate weapon killing droid where they sort of soup them up and uh whenever they're in trouble they get out of the way and mr bones uh basically leaves bones behind because he's (laughs) he's a psycho killing droid that helps him out um there's a uh, but there's also kind of a growing uh, theory or speculation that the some of the footages, uh, some of the footage of uh, it looks like a small child and a woman, and then also the battle droid could possibly be flashbacks to the Clone Wars era, and maybe getting a little back a little backstory on on the Mandalorian, on who he was as a child, where he grew up, maybe his family, and that in general is really exciting because. We did get Attack of the Clones, obviously, and what was that, 2002 would have been Attack of the Clones, but with just the technology and advancements and everything um, and the amount of time that the show has, it'd be really cool to see some actual live-action flashbacks to the Clone Wars era, seeing those battle droids, seeing what that was like when when, yeah. when Mandalore is, is defending its its planet from attack. And I think that'd be cool way to flash back and actually get more live action shots on that yeah like a, like a battle like that uh like geonosis or something where we're seeing some of this uh those battle droids and the part that they're going to be playing moving forward now that we've seen them in the trailer yeah so it's again because we haven't seen one episode yet most of this is speculation right. <laughs> and uh one of the things i know that we're both in agreement um with is that we're excited because we don't really know what where they're going to go with it. And that's one of the things I think you were touching on at the very beginning is I think we both have the growing sentiment of um, at the beginning it's going to have this sort of western-y um, lone gunslinger vibe um, that they kind of tease throughout the trailers. Right. But we also – I feel like it's going to, just like every other Filoni show – it's going to start one way intentionally and then it's going to morph into something different. And I think that, um, you know, maybe even a few episodes in or maybe who knows, maybe by the end of the first episode, we might be thinking, Oh wow, I didn't know it was going down this path or it was going to this story. Um, yeah. Which is why I mentioned, I got a feeling it might not be anything what we're expecting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea, but yeah, I I just to finish, I think that the biggest thing that, uh, that I think that we can expect I would say is that I, I do feel like a lot of the show is going to be diving into the Mandalorian personally, his identity, right. who he is, what, what his motives him, are, yeah. where he's come from, and what his purpose is, where he's going. I think that it's it'll be very much a show about him finding himself, him just learning about where where his place is in the galaxy now. Yeah, the, now the empire has fallen yeah. and. Uh, where does a, a warrior, like a Mandalorian, where is his place now? We know what it was like during the war times, right. but when the war is over, or at least for now, temporarily over, um, and there's sort of lawlessness where it's not necessarily an organized yeah. war, but it there's could be great for him. crime Who syndicates <laughs> here or there. Yeah, he may flourish. So, um, And I also expect there to be, um, I'd say it's likely, again, I wouldn't necessarily bet on it, but I'd say it's likely that... The Mandalorian is going to be a conflicted character where it's not going to be he's 100% good. We know he is a Luke Skywalker type right. of a character. I think it's going to be more straddling the line 
maybe occasionally stepping over the edge where you're like, ooh, I don't know if that's something a good yeah. guy does. Um, but a conflicted character who ultimately um, you know, has to decide which not necessarily which side are you on, but who do you want to be? Who yeah. who who is you you know who who are you? What's your identity? Where did you come from? And where are you going? Right. Yeah. No. Uh, like you said, very excited about it. Um, I'm expecting some strong character development. Really diving into who the Mandalorian is, especially with Filoni being having like you know a huge part in this. And one thing that he you know pride himself on on Clone Wars and Rebels is that character development. Really diving into what makes each character the way they are and how they get from point A to point B um, and how they develop. So I think that's all we got for this, uh, for this episode of the Mandalorian, just a quick summary of what we kind of thought, what we're looking forward to and uh, make sure to tune in again in our future episodes here. We're going to be breaking down the Mandalorian episodes moving forward. So thanks for all the support and you can always Reach out to us with any questions, comments, anything you'd like us to cover in some episodes. Uh, we'll always shout you out. Um, we can You can reach out to us on Instagram at underscore Star Wars guys. Yeah. Underscore Star Wars guys. You can find us on Instagram. You can message either of us uh, personally on Instagram, and we will make sure to get your comments and questions into an episode. And also just let us know. Uh, we know you guys are as excited about this as we are. Let us know what you think. When you watch yeah. an episode of The Mandalorian, you don't have to even wait for, for our episode. Shoot us a little message. Let us say, hey, this is something I love. This is something I'm confused about. Maybe we can answer some of those yeah. questions or at least uh, bring them up on the show so we can right. do what we love to do, which is take a deep dive. Yeah, or something you may may notice that you know we may not catch everything. You know, so. Yeah, feel free to let us know, and we'll see you guys next time. May the Force be with you. Now subscribe and share this podcast with the galaxy and fulfill your destiny. Yes, Master.